Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is podcast number 94, and I am Alex. I am joined by Chris Tilly. Hello. Tom Butler. Hello. Daniel. Hello. I forgot your surname for a second there. <laughs> I almost called you Daniel Kilby, but you're not. You're Daniel Krupa. You've been calling me Krupa quite a lot recently. I have, but then but behind your back, I'll call you Kilby. <laughs> uh, and also Keza. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is our 94 podcast, as I've said before, and uh, we're going to be tackling this week's news, looking at the games and films that are coming out, and of course, your listener feedback. But first, Daniel, you got to play some Microsoft games at their showcase. I saw lots of Microsoft stuff. They tried to show everybody um, Windows 7. But nobody stopped oh. for the demo. It was really sad. There was a guy they flew over from the States just to show us the new Microsoft 7, Mango. And he said, does anyone want to stay around for a demo? And everyone just walked off to the games. So oh. they were showing off, really sad. Showing off every like Mango. Gears of War 3. Gears of War 3. They had Batman Arkham City. Yeah. Um, they had Assassin's Creed. And they had Ghost Recon and loads and loads of Kinect games. And the Kinect games seven. they had like set up in like mock bedrooms, like the ideal bedrooms these games would be played in. IKEA style. Yeah, IKEA style. And um, there was like a little girl's bedroom with a um, New Moon poster up in front of Dance Central. Right. But then loads of Jackie Collins novels. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> it was kind of what's slightly the inappropriate. Ideal bedroom set up for a Rise of Nightmares for Christ's Rise sake. of Nightmares, a Back to the Future poster, and a really? Gears of War Three poster. Uh, not a dungeon. Not a dungeon, not bondage gear. Hostel, hostel poster. Yeah, yeah, it's very hostel-like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just very odd seeing Kinect demos um, in front of large groups of people because Kinect starts spazzing out and picking up everyone and you always think the demo's on the verge of failing. The worst it's demo. It's quite embarrassing. A very low embarrassment threshold and I get embarrassed yeah. for other people. It's like an episode of The Office. And what, what happens when you get really embarrassed? You collapse. I just crumple. Do you? Yeah. Daniel Crumple. Yeah, that's, that's um, yeah. Did anything go spectacularly wrong? Um, yes. Well, Star Wars just looked wrong in general, but I didn't know if that was just the game. I don't think game. that's the I demo. Think that I think that's, that's the, the game. Yeah, that itself. was just the game, yeah, I think. The guy what were the highlights? The highlights. Um, Apart from Windows 7. <laughs> yeah, Mango was great. Um, I played Gears of War Horde, and I like Tally Tweet that because in between rounds you can buy battlements. Oh. So you can buy barricades, barbed wire, and you can buy fortifications to endure the next wave of yeah. um, enemies which is a nice tweak and you can even buy the big mechs if you accumulate enough money Right. so it's added great variety to that, to that game mode which I like from Gears 2 Yeah. Um, but that was probably my highlight um, yeah awesome uh, and you also saw FIFA I did see more FIFA. FIFA more FIFA um, it's 22 men chasing a ball nice um, yeah that's and good the, and the Germans win um, did you put forward the idea about the electrodes on the testicles I didn't. I spoke to David Russell as well, who's the lead director on FIFA. I didn't suggest the testicle shocker. God damn it. Um, it's a shame. But um, Yeah, it's very different in terms of defending. David Rutter was talking about how you're going to get twice the game for your money, because FIFA in the old days, in the olden days, was all about attacking. So he's basically saying all previous games have been broken. Half a game. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> and not now they've done defending properly. Of, of football. But I'll be writing that up soon, so I'll be telling you all about how to defend the new FIFA site. game. 
Let's move over to this week's news, and uh, good news for PS fanboys, because PlayStation 4 is coming out this week. Indeed, this week, and it's going to cost £850. And it's going to be more powerful than the Earth and the Moon and the Sun put together. Yeah, it's got all of the graphics Ever that made. exist. Um, it's we've got new colours. They've invented some new colours for it, I had. A different Entirely new ultraviolet ones. spectrum. It's got a stand. Basically, you need your eyes <laughs> upgraded. In order to see just oh. how good the graphics are. Wow. This is going nowhere, guys. No, but what is the reality? <laughs> well, there, there is no there is reality, actually no is content. The reality, the, story, the reality is that a Taiwanese manufacturer has claimed that a PlayStation 4 is on track for release in 2012, and that manufacturing is being started by the end of the year. Um, there is basically no meat to this story. Uh, I don't think. I mean, there's been reported to DigiTimes by this Taiwanese manufacturer who yeah. works with Foxconn and Pegatron Technology, who Pegatron. made the PS3. Pegatron. So, Pegatron. Yeah. And then Megatron and Optimus Prime. Yeah, and yeah. They, they claim those 20 million units planned to ship in what? 2012 and that it's going to include built-in motion control. Right. Which, the built-in motion control, I think that would probably be something that should be out of the box. But can you say generation. that PlayStation 3's got motion control in the 6-axis? Yes. Built-in. Integrated motion control. Exactly. It says full-body motion control. Oh, okay. I mean, you'd have to be really enthusiastically using a six-axis. You've never, seen, you've never seen me play Pro either, have you? <laughs> Essentially connect, then, something akin connect to Connect-like. The thing is, the story is a rumour. Yeah. There might be a grain of truth in that the same Taiwanese manufacturer is probably going to be producing whatever the PS4 is. But exactly. the, main, the main reason why this is unlikely is that uh, Sony has been so vocal about their 10-year strategy. Yeah. And there's going to be nothing coming out, no successor. Jack Tresson has said, don't look for a successor for another few years at least. And it would be ridiculous for them to go back on all that and suddenly announce a new console. But it wouldn't be the first time. No, it wouldn't be the first time. I, I do think it's too soon. Mm. Like, I don't think PlayStation 3 has done all it can do yet. Um, and also, they were hit pretty hard by everything that happened in Japan with the tsunami and stuff. Quite. That would have put any plans they had... Yeah back by quite quite a long way because yeah. they had a lot of especially manufacturing Sony has a lot of manufacturing in the north of Japan exactly So, but, but I, I don't think I need a new console yet does anyone no. else? No. No. no especially not one that looks like some of the uh, mock-ups that are currently turned around <laughs> on the internet a giant just eye fucking stupid yes. I think they've been kicking around for a while right? Uh, I, well I thought it was uh, I thought it went on stuff this week because uh. there's one that's been mocked up that's got uh, as I said a, a giant eye which is obviously the, the kind of camera but quite why the camera has to be the size of a football, I'm not quite sure. And then does, it, also does it look like Wheatley? <laughs> uh, uh, kind of a little bit, I would say. And the fact it's got one sort of cyclopsy eye monocular. Yeah. It's got a controller with just a big pane of glass in the middle as well, this mock-up. Yeah. Which is That's ridiculous. how I want all my consoles to look like a big pane of glass. Well, imagine if you threw it across the room with Fit of Fury. You couldn't play Dark Souls or Demon Souls on any glass-panelled controller. Like the Omen. Have you ever <laughs> thrown a console... Controller. Of, uh, it's, oh, oh no, you're, so you're talking about the controller. Have you ever done that then? I've thrown a controller many a time. Oh, got it was it that used to bite the controllers? Who <laughs> <laughs> was, was it that had the friend that bit the controllers? Um, bite them? Well, we've been through quite a few controllers here on Pro Evo where people kind of twist and like hold them too tight and they just basically stop working. Mm. Uh, anyway. Are we going to have to put up with these next generation rumours for the next three, four years? Honestly, yeah. I think Absolutely. until someone announces something... Yeah. God. Get used to it. God help us all. Yeah. So is there any real news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, which obviously, Chris, you are going to? Yeah, I'm going this year. Hooray! Hooray! Exciting. No, you can't come. Just me. You can fit Um, him in a suitcase. He's only little. I am quite small. He's like a little writer in your pocket. (laughs) 
Don't mind him. What's he doing down there? <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever um, seen that CBB CBBC show? Grandpa in, your po- Grandpa in your pocket. I yeah. find that rem- immensely disturbing. It's distressing. Yeah. yeah. But you can fly... Uh, what's the premise? While you were watching f- CBBs. Well, oh, that. yeah, I've got a daughter, yes. so I've got an excuse. I'm not quite sure why I you're have, watching I Grandpa in your pocket. Young relatives. Anyway. What's Grandpa in your pocket? Let's... I want to know now. It's not interesting. Watch it on CBBs. Grandpa or Vampire. Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa's more disturbing. Vampire grandpa in your pocket. Revenge on people who do naughty things by what? by putting on a shrinking cap and then flying uh, a wooden uh, seagull or driving a, a car around and doing crazy shit. Are you what tripping out? The fuck? <laughs> Are you real? talking? Kids' TV is some of the most disturbing it is stuff. Oh. Anyway, check it out, listeners. Grandpa in your um, pocket. Yeah, there was. A- <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Or don't. I'm gonna. Better than Doctor Who. YouTube. Um, no, there was some strange news come out of um, Comic Con. Uh, they're claiming that Mass Effect the movie will be there, even though really? it's not been made yet. Wow. So, uh, Legendary really Films, short. Legendary Films, which have, uh, uh, are going to be producing the movie, um, will be bringing game creator Casey Hudson there and screenwriter uh, Mark Protasevich um, on Friday, July 22nd for a panel providing our first glimpse at the highly anticipated movie. Ooh. So I don't really know what that means because I don't believe they've started shooting yet. So whether they're doing a teaser trailer yep. before they start the main shoot, that, that may be what it will yeah, be. first glimpse. Imagine if it's like just a doodle on a napkin. What? <laughs> just put onto an overhead. That's how Star Wars It's going to end yeah. with the words that end. That's how far we've got. What, the movie or the... That's what they're going to announce. <laughs> what? The end of the movie. They're going to say it, it, that's all we've got so far. Two words that end. No movies do that anymore, though. Don't they? What was the last movie you saw that had the end, just so you know, oh, that is the end of the movie, I'll get up and leave now? I think it's quite quaint. I never know when to leave now. movies anymore. No. There's stuff just like, never out the credits, like, it's like, am I missing something? It's people are vacuuming underneath your yeah. feet. <laughs> Shall I leave now? <laughs> so are you excited at the idea they're going to make a Mass Effect movie? We talked about this ages ago, didn't we? Yeah. I didn't know it was actually going to happen. Uh, well, yeah, I guess, but the, part of the charm of Mass Effect is that you create your own story. And, you know, you sort of decide your future, whereas this, obviously, you're not going to be able to do that. But the universe itself has, I think, really wide appeal. The, the sci-fi universe yeah. of Mass Effect is really It's hard to cool. imagine it's not yeah. going to centre on Shepard. The but maybe there'll be a brilliant. really long sort of mining section in the middle. That'd be mm-hmm. really interesting. That'd be brilliant. The guy who's writing it is the guy who wrote Thor and I'm Legend. Right. Mm. Both of which were okay. Yeah. Mm. Why have you been so down on it? Thor and I'm Legend. Daniel They're both Bally. okay. Does Blockbusters go? They're just, yeah. All right. Just been negative. So anyway, so, um, well, you're going to be there. Yeah, so we'll, so we'll we'll have an update from that, and also Legendary are involved in making both Man of Steel and Dark Knight Rises. Ooh. So if anything's happening on those fronts, it could be on that same panel. Oh man! So we will see. That'd be amazing. But if not, I will come back with news of Mass Effect the movie. So when is San Diego Comic Con? So our listeners know. Uh, it's the I believe it starts on the 21st okay. of June. And so it's for four July. days. No? July even. Yeah. yeah July. So. So, listeners, as soon as... If you want to know anything that comes out of San Diego Comic-Con, check out the site. It will all be there. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a schedule by next week, in which case we can talk about what to expect. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Microsoft sprung leak. And they have. Those dastardly pirates again. What's Um, come out of it? Yeah, um, Gears of War isn't out till September, but an early build of the game has appeared on them, their internets. That's a pretty major fuck-up, isn't it? Yeah, and there's loads of sort of spoilerific videos floating around on YouTube. Yeah. I had a quick troll of YouTube this morning, and I, f- I could find about 45 minutes of the start of the campaign. Wow. Ouch. That is a you lot. Know, and, you know, 
they're saying they're investigating the leak and they're in you know they're hiring security teams and law enforcement to address the situation um, um, Square Enix have had a problem with Deus Ex as well um, earlier in the year the every time you say that I always think it's the day of sex day of sex human revolution <laughs> a wank holiday Sorry. yeah lovely lovely thanks for that <laughs> so potent to visual <laughs> but yeah day of sex got leaked uh, when preview code came out and most of the game got leaked onto the internet back in March I think and now Ubisoft is suing people and lawsuits have been handed Squaresoft. out huh? Square Enix are suing people not Ubisoft not Ubisoft sorry Square Enix yeah and um, yeah, lots of Italians apparently are being taken to court over that over that leak. Oh, I sorry, how- I think just in general. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually play these kind of dodgy copies of games. It's not I that easy. Well, it's millions, you need- millions. I mean, Call of Duty Black Ops was pirated millions of times. But I would so never. <laughs> Obviously, we, we're not representative. Maybe I, I think we are, though. Do you, do you know anyone who would? Yeah, I know lots of people who do regularly. <gasps> of course, I don't. You I'm very low by it. I just think it would screw up my system. And in the long run, I don't. I want to play the final, yeah, how it's, version, how it's, like, how it's yeah. meant to be presented. I think that's how I feel as well. I'd rather play. The There's a curiosity value in seeing it before I, it's finished. Did you ever see the 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 cut of Wolverine? Wolverine I, I was that. thinking about that when I was. Um, yeah, it kind of spoiled it for me, even though the movie's terrible. It, it was yeah. lacking some effect shots, no score. It was lacking a lot of effect no credits. Shot, yeah, and it had like a temporary credit score on it as well. But um, there was a guy who reviewed it and lost his job. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Do oh He reviewed a, a pirated version of it and he lost his job. There what? have been several. An related idiot. scandals in video games haven't there of people reviewing yeah. pirated versions of things and being getting an yeah. enormous yeah, trouble it's, it's like how did you get that game because we haven't actually sent it to you so, yeah. ah. but well, obviously Microsoft's saying it's not representative of the final game no, but I'm not going to say anything spoilerific but it does look great from what I saw I didn't watch it all because I don't want to spoil the game but it yeah. does look pretty cool it's a really yeah. great prologue sequence well, listeners, uh, do you play dodgy games? Because uh, if you do, then send in your name and address and uh, we'll report you and get a big fat reward. That'd be hey. nice. Thanks very much. Um, moving on. No, but in all seriousness, would you play a game if it's, it was it unfinished and it was leaked yeah, on the internet? It depends what game it is, I think. I mean, only in exceptional circumstance would I do that. Most of the time, I'd want to wait until it was definitely finished yeah. and been Mine, released. Minesweeper 2. Uh, yeah, Minesweeper 2. I mean, really, there's nothing that, that comes close to that in the anticipation yeah. scope. Short download mm. as well. It's also not that easy to do. I don't, or like modding well, I Xbox. I actually wouldn't know how to go about no. acquiring. No. Anyway, yeah, do let us know. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, back on to movie news. And Chris, uh, more leaks from uh, from your side of the uh, room, I believe. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I just let one off. But, uh, what are you yeah. suggesting? I, I think he's he's leaking little, everywhere. A little wet patch. It's disgusting. Um, a bit of a rumour here, but I thought it was quite a funny one. Uh, obviously, Transformers has made a friggin' fortune yep. over the last week. Is that what they came out as the official statement? <laughs> We've made a friggin' fortune. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and so talk is obviously turning to Transformers 4. Um, Shia LaBeouf has said many times he definitely won't be doing it nor Michael Bay but oh, really? um, but the rumour is uh, that they want Jason Statham to star in Transformers 4 wow would you like to see Statham fight I'd rather robot? see him than blooming Shia yeah, LaBeouf that's definitely. pretty much the most amazing thing I've ever heard <laughs> like Bang. fighting Optimus yeah, without, without a gun Megatron Just in a fight club apparently he's in the running and also he's obviously dating uh, the actress who's in uh, Transformers okay. 3 but who will direct it then would like no word on that. I don't know. Maybe Steven Spielberg might direct a Transformers movie. Probably that guy who does the uh, Fast and the Furious movies. Justin Lin. He's getting a lot of gigs at the moment. Yeah. Isn't he? But I don't see they they won't put the franchise to bed because it's not like they've it's like it's some critically acclaimed 
masterpiece. Right. It's a money-making machine, well, so they it. won't put it to bed. But even after the second not. one, which was terrible, it still made a load of money. So, but fuck me, if Jason Statham is in that, I'm there. <laughs> two weeks before queuing up, <laughs> that is my movie. That's Why would you get there two weeks before? It's a bit pointless. What's well, so in front of the queue to see it? Just put your tickets online because you could actually believe him defeating a robot in battle. Stripped to the waist, covered in oil. Yeah, like a forty-foot robot, and he could punch it to death. Is it transporter two? Where he does the scene in the garage and he's spraying oil over everything. That's fucking amazing. Which isn't homoerotic at all. No. No. But yeah, I just thought you'd like that little tip. But it's nothing confirmed, but a couple of sites are claiming he's in the running. Wow. We'd like to see that. Make it happen. Yeah. Uh, Final bit of news is that Rockstar and Team Bondi have fallen out. So uh, this follows a a report that we did on IGN a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Lots of people saying the working conditions at Team Bondi were pretty bad. Studio head Brendan McNamara... Um, shouted at people and people didn't like it yeah I totally recommend you read it I think it's called um, why did uh, did LA Noir take seven years to make so just google it and go on the site and find it and it's it's a really interesting bit of uh, yeah it's provoked Um, an outpouring of further admissions from Team Bondi staff as well yeah so one of the things that uh, probably wasn't completely represented in uh, the original piece was you know um, the work conditions and it, it came across that Rockstar um, condone those working do- conditions and it's come out since uh, by two former employees one gameplay programmer and the other a game designer saying that actually Rockstar were at the height of professionalism really helped the game gave it direction marketed marketed the shit out of it that wasn't a quote I just made that up uh, but they were so fucked off with the way the whole thing was run that they're not actually going to work together again mm. so uh, they won't be publishing Team Bondi's next game according to these sources so what what does that mean for Elaine Noir? And does anyone care? I think that's quite a big deal. It's a publisher taking a stand against, you know, yep. n- bad working conditions. And usually when you have a story about bad working conditions, it's something like EA Spouse, yep. where the publisher is the developer. It's the other way around. And this time we've actually got a publisher in a position of power saying we will not reward developers that, you know, yep. abuse their staff, basically. I think it's quite important for, ge- for the way the games industry works because crunch is nothing new. Yeah. Yeah, just for our listeners, crunch is basically where you get near to deadlines and people are expected to work nights, weekends, the lot. But I think uh, um, Team Bondi, what was normally a, like a, you know a few weeks of crunch, turned into a few years, years of crunch, yeah. and that's the kind of problem. And Rockstar wasn't happy about it. So, but for us as gamers, does it really matter who's going to release the next LA Noir? I mean, it could mean the next LA Noir isn't made because who? is going to go in and publish that. It yeah. felt like a labour of love for Team Bondi, really, with all the, the facial recognition stuff. But again, they invest like, a lot of money into like it. looking at this story, a lot of the kind of direction was supplied by people from Rockstar working very closely with Team Bondi. Uh, and according to these quotes, it li- literally wouldn't have been half the game it is now if it wasn't for Rockstar. So, so it's more of a sweatshop in Australia churning this game out. Yeah. So, um, but also, I don't actually know who owns the IP for Elaine Noir. I don't know whether it's Rockstar or whether it's Team Bondi. I presume Bondi would have been fools to give it up. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's it. Um, but yeah, I completed Elaine Noir this week. And? And I just, yeah, just really lost interest in it. I as really it went don't along. understand yeah. the last level at all. Who are all those people in the last level? I have no idea. I don't want to spoil anything for listeners, no. but the last level makes very little sense. I don't, don't understand, again, spoiler alert, why they switch protagonists as well towards the end. I just, I completely lost the... Just yeah, I, it, my, I tweeted earlier uh, in the week that it, it took seven years to make, and it felt like it took seven years for me to complete Ooh, it. Cutting, yeah, cutting. that's sad because you were also excited when it first came in. And the it office. was re- yeah, it was really. Well, you were saying it's the best thing ever. The and first then now hour, everyone's quite down on it. The first hour of that game is well, the first few hours of that game when it's actually doing exciting murders and things is is really stunning. I adored it, but then it just about 
halfway through stop being interesting for me I'm glad that's not just me yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's the general feedback it's yeah. turned into a bit of a trudge to get through it yeah. and, uh, how many hours did it take you to finish I haven't checked it but I reckon 25, mm, 25. Maybe. Really? I yeah. thought it was going to be wow. an 11-12 hour game and then it just d- turned out to be much longer and you know in the end I just resorted to using the guide just to get me through the questions quicker because mm, I just found if it was getting the questions wrong it was just frustrating me and uh, so that's not much fun is it no exactly and I just ended up completing it just to get it done it's amazing technical marvel though isn't yeah. it beautiful looking game I did notice about halfway through there started being more and more graphical glitches and inconsistencies as well as if they just stopped being able to polish it I saw yeah. a car jump up in the air when I was playing it the other day and I also saw that I was in the police station and there was a guy stood on his desk just stood on top of his no, desk I got stuck in a corner captain my yeah. captain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway listeners let, let's know what you uh, feel about the whole kind of rockstar team binder thing would you like another LA Noir? Uh, and if so what would you like out of it you can contact us at ignukfeedback at igen.com or twitter.com slash ignuk or facebook.com slash team ignuk uh, let's move on to the games and movies coming out next week and for once we've got something mildly interesting Earth Defence Force Insect Armageddon, which you've seen, haven't you, Keza? Yes. It's a B-movie in a game. That's brilliant. I love, I love it. It's so much fun. It's so much oh, fun. Yeah, you saw it in Dubai as well, didn't you, Tom? Yeah. It's a game where you shoot giant ants with hundreds of guns. It's so video game. And you can level buildings with level a rocket. Buildings with rockets. And it was the, the, the endearing thing about the first EDF, of course, that it was, it was that it was adorably low rent. It was so bad, <laughs> but so brilliant. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure about the second one because I've got a little bit more money. I don't know if it's going to get to the point where it's like, you know, good enough that you're like, oh, I wish it was better rather than so bad it was, it yeah, was yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. It still line. feels like something downloadable though rather than a full yeah. title game. But um, I think it's being released budget though, I have a feeling. Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's like not full cheap, game. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah but I definitely want to pick that up because I had so much fun playing it. I mean, I can just imagine just sat there with a mate just playing it, two player, a couple of beers, levelling buildings. It was really good fun. It's got it's some interesting ants. multiplayer modes as well, I think. So. Uh, that's out on PS3 and Xbox 360 and there's also Dream Trigger on 3DS. Which I've been raving about, and no one else seems to be. Why are you raving about it? It's a really cool little game. It's like, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's a 3DS game, and you've got, obviously, the two screens going on. And it's <laughs> <laughs> you haven't the game at all yet. You've just there are buttons, the console. you use the buttons to control so the game. So it's like a music shooter, right? In the style like maybe something like Res or Child of Eden, but it, not quite. So you use the bottom screen to scratch off and reveal your enemies. Yeah. And then it's got a thing that pulses across and then destroys them once you've revealed them. And it's just, it's really interesting to play. And the 3D's really good in it as well. Okay. I'm describing it really badly. But the, the audio's amazing. The the way that you interact with the game is really cool as well. It looks great, but to me it looks like something that you'd buy off the, you know, for your iPhone for a fiver. Rather I guess than so, yeah. A £40 for your 3DS, but I've not played it. Yeah. I've not played the final version yet, so I'm excited to do so. But I think okay. you'll be playing it. Were they bringing it for you? Yeah, they're bringing it later today. Yeah, there you go. Along so. with Dark Souls. Yay! There you go. So Dream Trigger on 3DS, that is out this week as well. What about movies? Movies? Yeah, it's a good week, actually. Uh, we have Hobo with a Shotgun coming out, which we've talked about before on the uh, podcast. Um, you saw that ages ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Well, I first knew about it about four years ago when this dude won a contest that I was at. Oh, uh, that's with, right, With yeah. the trailer that the film's based on. Yeah. When I was out in Texas, so... Now it's been made. For a long old journey, but yeah, he was over this week, actually, and had the premiere, and that was... A good laugh. But yeah, that's really good fun if you like your violence exploitative and your uh, language foul. It's got Rutger Hauer in it. Rutger Hauer's awesome in it. And um, it's actually probably better kind of film to watch like after a few beers, really. I wouldn't go and watch it Saturday afternoon. 
It's very silly. Anyone right. else famous in that, or is that it? No, just just Rutger Hauer. But um, that will be massively overshadowed next week because we have Harry Potter seven point five coming out. What's that? Deathly Hallows Part Two. Never heard of it. No. Small movie. We were going to see that. Indy, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Have you seen well, the... If you didn't, if you'd watched every single film but then didn't watch the final one, you'd just be kicking yourself in the balls, wouldn't you? It's like, why would you do that? Well, that's like me with Lost. I watched every single episode, every single series. I've still not seen the series finale yet. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. You idiot. Why not? I don't know. It's not I got bored. No motivation to watch Yeah, but like bored at the 11th... 11.59th hour uh, it probably wasn't the very oh last episode God. but it's the last couple of episodes I haven't seen so um, anyway. <laughs> it happens <laughs> it happens so don't spoil it for me anyone knows what happens at so, the end unfortunately I haven't seen it yet um, I'm seeing it tomorrow but um, I'm hearing good things from people who got invited to an early screening of it yep. uh, we'll be down there covering the premiere this is Thursday afternoon we're recording this tonight we've got the premiere so we'll have some footage from that up on the site by the time the podcast drops so yeah Harry Potter premiere and of course it's raining because it always does it that Harry Potter premieres. Is this because God hates Harry Potter? I think so. He's angry, isn't there he? There are many, many American people who would tell you that God does hate Harry Potter. And, and I'm sure some Europeans as well who burn it, burn the books and everything. I'm very sad about Harry Potter finally coming to an end. It feels like a... End of an era. End of my youth. That's Aww. it. It's gone. Don't forget about it, you're Pottermore. 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 <laughs> Yay, interactive Potter fiction more, on the If you want more Potter, there's always Pottermore. <laughs> but but um, doesn't it feel a natural time for it to conclude? After all the books and everyone's grown mm, up now... And I've kind of had enough now. Yeah. But it's a bit of a Toy Story 3 moment. You know, the end of Toy Story 3 where, you know, the toys get passed on. It's, it's a little bit like that, I think, for many people in their early 20s now. And Harry stopped drinking. Hermione's turned into a woman. Got all her cut off, didn't she? It's time for it to end. Yeah, I was reading something with Rupert Grint in, in the paper at the weekend and... Uh, says he, he obviously gets spotted quite a lot when he's out and about. And uh, it was kind of like a bit of a burden for him. Not like he... He didn't not like the fame. But um, do you know what car he drives? A bright orange Range Rover. <laughs> That's his name's... He's fucking Ron Weasley driving a bright orange <laughs> Range Rover. He's it's, definitely spotted. Hermione dropped out of university. Did you hear about her getting bullied? That's not... That's, yeah, that wasn't true. That was not true. true. Oh. It would have I been can't imagine though. it would be. Is it all right to say that Emma Watson's hot yet? Is that allowed? Yes. Okay. She's past the threshold of that being okay to say. Well, she's what? She's nineteen. She's twenty. Now? She's twenty. Yeah, isn't exactly. She? That's, That's fine. all right. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. She is hot. Short hair or long hair, though. Short. Mm. Yeah, short's nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah, apparently, she cut her hair short so that she could get a part in David Fincher's Dragon Tattoo movie. It didn't work out. It didn't work out for her. Yeah. That was a bit of a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Maybe just put a bald cap on for the audition or something rather than cutting all your elf. Mistake. Anyway, uh, that's it for movies and games coming out this week. So, uh, on to listener FU. Uh, oh, and I've got the first piece <laughs> from Lee Cody, who uh, writes in to say, uh, talk about the games that people spend ages completing. This was off the back of, uh, I think it was an email last week with some guy t- saying it took 26 years to complete a game. Uh, so the games that spring to mind for him are Dungeon Master, Man After My Own Taste, Carry Command, uh, both on the ST, and then XCOM, which he spent months uh, getting the perfect squad. Uh, he also spent uh, months playing um, Dungeon Master with a friend, and that's, that's I spent dun- uh, months playing Dungeon Master. It was how I got my ga- uh, job in the games industry many, many years ago. So, thank you, Lee. Which in- brings me to an interesting question. Yes. Which we were discussing about the games that brought you in. Dungeon Master. The Dungeon Master. <laughs> just for, obviously, that. Dungeon Master app for Alex. But yes. if, if readers want to get back to us and let us know which uh, which of the games 
What made you was, fall in love with gaming? Yeah, well, which which games was. movies that made you love? Well, I thought this was a big feature we were going to do down the line. Yeah, it we is. will do it further down the line. Well, but we're teasing it. We're dipping our toes in the water. I was a big fan of Chuck Rock on the Amiga. Oh, yeah. Did you ever play that? I did play Caveman that. Platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine was, like mine was Zelda. Let's not spoil it yet. Yeah. Okay. Just what I'm saying. We'll cut the bit out. We're just, just I'm asking in for the water. listener suggestions. Sorry. Yeah. For and how how do listeners get in touch, Tom? Uh, via email at igenukfeedback at igen.com. Yes. Next bit of feedback. We have some feedback from Manny C. Manuel Contreras, there we go. Manuel Contreras. Manuel Contreras, who asks, Since gamers in the US are unlikely to see a localised version of Xenoblade, or indeed The Last Story, or Pandora's Tower, um, a massive RPG Nintendo's confirmed for Europe, um, are you going to review the game? So I would say that yes, we are going to yes. review the game. When We've discussed this when they come out in about September time, I think. Xenoblade's in September, The Last Story's not until 2012. Pandora's Tower is still TBC for Europe. But yeah, we are getting them in North America, isn't it? So we'll be handling those reviews. We will indeed. So has there been any update from the states with that campaign? Uh, yeah, Nintendo just poured cold water on it. Still, just saying it's not going to be. We're not going to release it in America. What I think might happen though is I don't know how the licensing works, but Atlas has a habit of picking up games that other people won't localize, like for instance, Demon Souls, yep. and then localizing them themselves. So there is, I think, probably still hope, assuming Nintendo doesn't have it tied up as an exclusive contract, that they're then neglecting to publish I yep. saw that Catherine was on the release schedule now yes is that right is that definitely happening yeah Catherine's coming out in the end of this month great so in the America. campaign the, the the petition you and that guy signed uh, it worked. Uh, for, for Europe I think it's still unconfirmed for Europe oh okay it's the deluxe edition that right. was uh, we, that we were trying to get released because the Americans get an amazing deluxe edition with a pair of boxer shorts right I see and all sorts of other cool things from the game which uh, is not happening in Europe we're getting the game but not the not the cool extras so, yeah, we will be reviewing that. Yes. In summary. Cool. Um, the next bit of feedback is from Matthew Evans. And he said, after reading on reading your article about whether boss fights are relevant anymore, um, he was shocked. Of course they are, he says. Um, can you imagine playing Metal Gear 3 without any bosses? Just because some games suck at having bosses, I'm looking at you, Killzone 2, does not mean that we should be rid of them completely. Metal Gear is a good example of a game that does bosses really, really well. Mm. Like, all of them are brilliant. I know I keep bringing this up, but Demon Souls without bosses would be half the game. Really? Yeah, the bosses are everything. And like we've got a feature in the pipeline talking about some like the best bits in games, and again, a lot of those will be down to kind of boss moments, boss they, fights. They do so. linger and they stick in your memory. And it's sort of Zelda, they're kind of punctuation points because they have even their names on yeah, the yeah. screen yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a little kind of pithy description. Yeah. Imagine but Shadow of the Colossus without bosses, it would just be a big field. <laughs> just riding around on a horse <laughs> <laughs> looking for something. So I think the, the, the idea of the article was really just to open up the question because some yeah. games don't necessarily need bosses, something like Uncharted. Yeah, and I think some games feel beholden to them because it's kind of this, is it an anachronistic kind of compositional device that a game ends with this boss fight and Uncharted 2 has a boss fight and it's pretty forgettable. I don't even know what you said there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I said. What did I say? He's a dictionary boy. What did I say? I don't know. It's just like words popped out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I had verbal diarrhea, sorry. But I think it's, Let's mock intelligence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It can be right for the right sort of game, I guess. But you're, I think you're right. They shouldn't have to feel obliged to no. put them in. <laughs> there's, there's nothing worse than a boss which is just a slightly bigger enemy 
with a slightly different gun from the ones that you've just been fighting thousands of just before. Oh, it was Uncharted 2, though. It was just a big guy. Like yeah. You couldn't them. die yeah, from yeah, exactly. grenades. Yeah. People that you throw six grenades at or fill with hundreds of bullets rather than a man that you just shoot twice in the head. Yeah. Or once in the head, indeed. Yeah. I suppose Batman's the other one, Arkham Asylum, the oh, Joker, Titan. It's kind of ridiculed quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. because like, the bosses were good. Like, I, I, I love the Scarecrow bits. They were amazing. Yeah, I like Killer Croc, even though you don't really fight him. Kind of run yeah. away. It's a set piece, I yeah. suppose. But it is, I guess my problem with bosses is that you always know that you have to hit them three times, pretty much, and then do something different. Yes, Shadows of the Damned has some really onerous boss fights that mm. go on forever. Right. You could do without them. Make them shorter. Make them sh- maybe they don't need an absence of boss fights. Maybe we just need better bosses. Exactly. Yeah, that's the, what it comes down to. Yep. Well, um, they should maybe put bosses in FIFA. So you fight you and play against some giants. You get all the way to the goal. Then yeah. you've got like some big kind of six-bitting goalie dude who you have to exactly curl a ball past hit, hit him on the head three times yeah. then shoot his legs off yeah. who was Crouch. I talking to you about a zombie mod for FIFA was that you? Uh, no, that sounds good no, we were mod talking about it yesterday at really lunch well. but it's mm. a Daro brain, brain thing, thing. Yeah. it's part of his stand-up show ah. yeah. yeah so that's how you could do it I have some feedback from Joseph Kramer regarding our uh, uh, mention of wacky warehouses <laughs> last week <laughs> uh, he says there are wacky warehouses down south the two nearest me are called Clown Town and Monkey Business. I think you can pay to have an adult party there at night. An, an adult, adult party? party. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Um, sexy party with lots of little spongy balls. Should we organise one, though? Yes. Maybe. We're, we're about a sexy party? Yeah. Okay. A sexy party with spongy balls. I'm game. Are we, are we organising an orgy? For a sexy party? <laughs> are we going to do it at Clown Town or Monkey Business, though? Oh, maybe we'll do a bit of a kind of uh, a wacky monkeys warehouse are sec- crawl. Monkeys are sexier than clowns. Do you think? Yeah, the I've one in Skegness used to be called pants. Panda's Palace. Really? That's why it's Panda's Palace. Pandas have palaces? Skegness. Skegness, yeah. Wow. I'm from Lincolnshire, aren't I? That's like our uh, Costa del Sol. <laughs> 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 uh, maybe we won't do that. Um, <laughs> next bit of feedback. Um, this is from um, Mark Rainsford, uh, who you may remember as Valentino Sparks, uh, who someone was asking about his uh, PSN name. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Anyway. He said he wanted to uh, know what the strangest gamer tag or PSN name you have come across. He was playing Gears of, Two, Gears of War 2 last night with someone called I Spit on Scousers. Lovely. Oh, that's not very nice, is it? <laughs> Gee whiz. I've come across a lot of abusive gamer tags. I'm not sure if they're the strangest ones. Do you think um, the level of... Um, <laughs> Sorry, that noise. That, yeah. that is, that that is that she was so disgusted by that email that she just... <laughs> He just like, we squeezed have, we one have, off to the side. <laughs> we have new squeaky couches. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a problem for it. all of us. You're on a wooden chair. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I've only heard you do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting next to me. Daniel's been doing lifting it. Lifting a cheek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I say I was just farting. Oh, you were just farting. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Sorry right, about that. So, uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Level. Do you make assumptions on someone by their game attack? If you say they've got a ridiculous one, do you think you're 14? Well, I've played against someone recently called um, Xbox Sucks Dick. <laughs> the day okay, I was on, on PSN and I was like, well, that just makes me think less of you as a person, doesn't it? <laughs> but I wonder what he was trying to achieve by calling himself that Xbox sucks. I, tol- I told my mum to change it. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> she just wouldn't listen. Yeah. Anyway, I, I would like to know, yeah, what listeners are the, the worst um, gamer tags and PSM names they've played. You must have some friends as well with some retarded gamer exactly. tags. So yeah, name and shame. Send those in. Um, I've got an email from uh, David Williamson, who, uh, so this follows up from uh, a feature we ran on the site talking about um, publishers and uh, resale of games, all that kind of stuff, second-hand market. So he said, why should publishers demand any share of the resale value of a game? 
When I sell my car, I doubt very much that Citroen will come knocking at my door to remove the steering wheel to stop me. If I trade it in a dealership, then that dealership is the uh, the dealership who benefits, just as GameStation would. So just stop complaining and focus on making games which people don't want to trade. So, which is a fair point. Yeah, we explored this, obviously, this week in a big editorial, and we've yeah. been chatting about it quite a lot lately. Um, it is a problem for publishers and developers that they don't get any any re- any um, revenue from second hand but what they need to do is try and find ways of getting around it rather yeah. than trying to necessarily combat or impeach upon your right to sell your game but that's it like that in no other kind of sector do, does anyone get a kickback from second hand um, or anything I think books it, CDs yeah. you know artists don't get you know, extra money or HMV or whoever don't get extra cash if you resell it I guess the argument is that it's more prevalent in gaming and it's more important in gaming because, I mean, there's some statistics, some crazy statistics flying around saying that over half of all game sales are second-hand, which I think, right. I'm not sure if that applies to any music. But that's partly also because they're so bloody expensive in the first place. That's true. I think basically what needs to happen, what I would like to happen, is if we get away with re- do away with retail altogether and we can just buy from digital services, from publishers, then everyone yep. gets the money and also it'll be cheaper. Yep. So everyone wins then, apart from the retailers who don't win at all. Apologies if you're a retailer. I'm not wishing bankruptcy <laughs> upon you. I'm sure there is a place. Desolate <laughs> for High retail. Street. All because of Keza. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he also says, uh, really enjoying Keza's knowledgeable contributions to the podcast. Thank so you. So Keza for the win. I don't know if that's a slight dig at the rest of us, basically saying that we're thick as shit and don't bring anything to the podcast, but thanks very much, David did, W. Did you see that Resistance 2 was going to come with an online pass? Oh, yeah, PSN, PSN, PSN have started doing a one-code activation, similarly to EA's pass. pass. But then I think that's kind of fair, to be honest, because if you want to pay the extra $10, and it's not that much money to buy a pass, I'm not sure how PSN works, but for EA, if you want to pay, play online, you, you just buy a $10 pass. Yeah. And if you, bought it for, if you bought it new, then you've got it anyway. So I think it's fair, because it's saying, you know, to me, it's saying, if I want to play this game online, I'll buy it new, or I'll pay the $10. And if yeah. I don't, then I have the choice to buy it yeah. secondhand. So they're not restricting me from anything that uh, I can't yeah, otherwise Because I never ever play or really online stuff so I'm quite happy to buy my game second hand mm. so there you go I will sometimes buy second hand and sometimes buy first hand it's just a matter of choice I think it's all about choice really isn't it yep you have to have the choice to sell on <laughs> <laughs> right this is from Elijah Rackman Riding Hi guys, although I'm back in England now, from about episode 10 to 80, I listened to your rants in Sierra Leone, West Africa. Ooh. Which segues in nicely. It's almost like you planned it, Tom. It's almost like I planned it. Wow. To say that Mr. Luke Frolic from Canada has sent us his map. So and now we have, now after, we have two world maps. After like two months of uh, in transit, yes. it's finally turned up in the office. And it's here, and it's massive, and he's gone to the liberty of putting his own star on the map. Oh, oh look at that. star on there. Yeah, to put it on there. Nice. Um, let's, take, let's take it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so where was the last guy from? Sierra, Sierra Leone. Leone. Does anyone know where that is? West oh, Africa. No, West Africa. This, this is going to challenge our geography skills. Yeah. Go on, Tom. Uh, I'm going to add it afterwards, because I can't actually see Sierra Leone. Um... But yeah, and also there's a guy from Edinburgh as well, so we need to add that on. That's my hometown. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Luke, for sending that in. And you are the inaugural pin on the map, but because it's a laminated map, we're going to put stickers on it instead of pins. So don't forget, if you email in, tell us where you live. Yeah. Not just the country, preferably the city, because if you say you're from Russia... And if you, even if you've done it in the past, can you re-email us, because we will have forgotten. Yeah. And now we've got the map, we can put you on. Well, yeah, they could hit us up on Facebook, actually, couldn't they? That's probably a good way of collating it. Or Twitter. Yeah, yeah, do that. But I think it should be reserved for people who have their questions read out on feed on the, the FU section. That's fair enough. Yeah. But we'll get this stuck up in here, and we'll take a photo of it soon when it's got lots of pins and things yeah. in it. Um, b- 
Before we uh, finish this podcast, we are going to uh, announce the winner of the Duke Nukem competition from last week. Last week, we set up the competition that you could win Duke of, Duke of Nukem. Duke of Nukem <laughs> Forever, the Balls of Steel edition for Xbox 360. And to enter, what you had to do was send in your best Duke Nukem one-liners that you'd made up. Something you'd imagine the Duke saying, perhaps in-game. And we got loads of entries um, that we've gone through. And to announce well, the winner... To announce the winner, we've got our very own Duke Nukem, Mr. Sad Dan Kilby. Hello, Sad Dan Kilby. Hello. I was, that? That? I, was, I was debating whether to do a normal hello or a Duke Nukem when it finally came out. Well, we're in the middle. <laughs> no, do, do, do like Duke Nukem hello. He doesn't say hello. What does he say? Hello. I came, I saw, I kicked ass. That's there kind of weird. Anyway, so our very own Duke Nukem is here. To, are we going to just announce the winner or are we going to go through some of the runners-ups? Well, let's, let's do two runners-up. Now, unfortunately, we haven't got prizes for the runners-up, but your prize is to hear Dan Kilby doing the line. It's Duke Nukem. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, Duke, Duke Nukem. Yeah. Sorry. Dan Nukem. Dan Nukem. So okay. who's the first one from Dan? So, first runner-up um, runner is Alex White, and his goes a little something like this. That was so bad, Dan Kilby would like it. Which I like. That's I like good. that. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah. you do have terrible taste in everything. Thanks. Saw Transformers <laughs> last night. Did you like it? Best film I've ever seen. It's quite fun. Like all protagonists. Yeah, like all protagonists. They're therefore good. Um, anyway, second one comes from Dave. Okay, go straight um, into it then. My foot is. Oh no, sorry, let me do it. My muddy foot is going up your mighty ass. Mighty foot or muddy foot? I heard muddy foot. Oh, really? Oh, mighty. Because oh, I thought he was in Glastonbury or something. Let, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> my mighty foot is going up your mighty ass. <laughs> All right. All good entries. But the winner comes from Jamie Short. Well done, Jamie. Well Thank done, you very much. You've won a copy of Duke Nukem Forever. Hang on, I want to hear it first. Keep your guns close, but your balls even closer. Nice. Like Which is it, funny. Like it. So do, do it again with a bit more gusto. Keep your guns close, but your balls even close. Oh, it's just getting worse. <laughs> I just sound like a generic person. Like, it's just a generic American accent. Quicker. Oh, right, come, come on. on. Come on, Jake. Keep your guns close, but your gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Should have practiced. Wow. Should have practiced. Because anyway. normally I just listen to what he says and just repeat it, but he hasn't said it before, so I'm stuck. I might try and snip this out and put it into the podcast story so you can download it and use it as your ringtone. Yeah, you if can you use it as a ringtone. So who was the winner? Jamie Short. So well, Jamie Short. Round of applause for Jamie Short. Woo! Well done. And uh, thanks for, uh, to our very own uh, Duke Nukem, Sad Dan, uh, for reading out the lines. Almost perfectly. Almost well. Exactly. Almost perfectly. So uh, to finish off this week's podcast, we've got another competition which we want to promote. Do you just want to talk about that? Yeah, it's not within the podcast, but you can find it on IGN. If you want to win, uh, we've got five copies of um, Battle Los Angeles to give away on Blu-ray. And if you win a, couple of, a copy of Battle Los Angeles on Blu-ray, there is a code so you can download the demo of Resistance 3. Early. Early. Yeah. So all you need to do is uh, like search for the competition. It's under the Battle LA Blu-ray object on IGN uh, you could search play uh, win battle Los Angeles on Blu-ray well you're going to do you're going to talk our <laughs> listeners through all the different search terms they could potentially <laughs> use to find if it. you want to wow um, unfortunately you do have to be on Twitter to be able to enter this competition but who doesn't love Twitter exactly um, I tell you what we haven't pimped our own Twitter addresses for a while so we do that go on then uh, I am uh, easy Alex IGN UK Keza is follow Keza. me Keza McDonald with an A Keza MacDonald Mine's, mine's my name, Daniel Kruper. And I'm sad, Dan, IGN UK. Mine is undoubtedly the best Twitter feed. 
Uh, mine is Tom Butler with a H. And if you want to follow Chris Tilly, he is Chris E. Tilly. Wow, we're all really boring, aren't we? We, we don't have any good boring. handles. Mm. Is there more than one sad Dan, which is why you picked IGN UK? Uh, no, no, I just wanted to show that it was the sad Dan from IGN UK. The other but generic sad Dan's which are currently out there. It is a depressing name. Yeah, it is yeah. pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, do enter the uh, battle competition because you can get some sweet prizes. And that closes next <laughs> week. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, again, if you like the podcast, please give us good ratings on iTunes and uh, we will be back next week at the same time. Until then, bye! Bye! Goodbye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.